Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So we're ma- we're waiting on Matt Campbell right now. Mm-hmm. Iowa State's calling. Look at that. The phone is Whoa, ringing. Ringing. The hotline blings. The hotline is blinging as we yeah. awkwardly now kill several seconds while Mike does salutations. Mike, quit talking to him. Just say he doesn't care about you. He Oh, it's a secretary. So he's oh, uh, hi, secretary. Isn't the door? Don't we call people different names and secretaries these days? Isn't it administra- it's assistant, administrative assistant? Yeah, I mean, right. No, twenty seventeen, man. Here, What's Mike? wrong with you? Twenty seventeen, assistant. Wow, you what are secretary boy. What is wrong you with still you? Still called flight attendant stewardess. <laughs> Here's a Matt Campbell, Iowa what State is- head football coach. Uh, we hey, have to apologize yeah, right off the bat. Hey, hey Matt, who just uh, who <laughs> dialed the phone for you? Well, our, our our secretary did this morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're not helping, coach. Yeah, we really needed you to go the other way. Then. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I should I should have been more well informed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Matt, things are good for you, huh? Right now, I mean, uh, I, I know you're going to give me the coach stuff about yeah, but we have our mind on this and we're staying grounded. But uh, are you enjoying what's going on with you and your team right now a little bit? You know, it's really rewarding for our football program that hasn't, you know, this program hasn't had a lot of success and been able to really sustain much success over the last couple of years. And we've got 19 seniors that have really, you know, have it hasn't been an easy ride. And, you know, these these kids have really stayed with myself and our staff since we came in a year ago and really worked to kind of get this thing turned around. And I think the reward is watching these kids now start to gain some confidence and start to really believe that true success can really happen here at Iowa State. And I think that's probably the most rewarding part in terms of what's going on because why we're having success is we're really playing really just good team football. And, you know, that's that's kind of what's given us a chance to be successful. And if we continue to have success down the road this season, it'll be because of the ability to play as a team. Well, Coach, the first thing that jumps out at me when I watch your teams play since you've taken over is that they're tough. There's a toughness to this this Cyclones program now. Is that the first thing you noticed when you took over and you were evaluating what you had, that they needed to build that toughness? Well, I've always been a big believer, you know, that attitude and effort are two non-negotiables in this sport. And, you know, those are things that we can control. You know, the talent and, you know, the skill set and all those things, you can go recruit that. But those two variables are things that are non-negotiable. And it's the, you know, was really the pillar of what we tried to really ingrained in demand as we came into this program and that's from every angle not just coaches but strength strength staff and eventually player ownership 
And I think the that's the thing that you've seen really from the midway point last year and through even this football season is our kids play with a sense of resiliency and there is a baseline of attitude and effort, you know, and the ability to consistently play that way has certainly given us a chance to have success. Well, you're definitely disproving the myth of no defense in your conference, especially in recent times. Uh, I know it's very difficult to play great defense against so many great offenses that are on your schedule. What's been the key to your success in, in really clamping down here re- recently? Well, I, you know, I, I, I think we're, we're young on that side of the ball. Um, it's a group that's really gotten better each week. And, you know, I think in this conference, and it doesn't really matter where it is in college football, but especially in this conference, you really got to complement each other on offense and defense. And as we've started to play good football, as we've gotten into conference play, our offense and defense have complemented each other as well as special teams. And all I mean by that is, you know, I think you really have to do a great job of helping your defense out at times by, you know, being successful on offense in terms of managing, you know, managing the game. And then I think on the defensive side, it's all about winning situational football, you know, having the ability to get off off the field on third down and then certainly, you know, having success in the red zone. And those are things that, you know, we've been able to do early on. And obviously there's great challenges ahead of us. So, you know, that'll be what will be the key to our success going forward. Coach, you have a huge win two weeks ago there in Norman, Oklahoma, versus a top-ranked Oklahoma team. You come back and you wax Kansas last week, 45 to nothing. What did you preach to your team after that big win on the road at Norman as far as handling success and not getting too big uh, for your britches? Because that was definitely maybe the biggest win in the program's history. Yeah, you know, I, I think the biggest thing from my end of it was just continuing to educate our kids. And, you know, that's one of the great things about coaching is coaching is teaching and everything's a teachable moment. And, you know, obviously success is just like adversity. It's just another form of it. And, you know, especially in a place where success hasn't occurred, that it's real easy to feel like this is the pinnacle but college football, it, it's, a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, and that's what makes our sport really hard. You're dealing with 18- to 22-year-olds that have a million different things going on in their lives. And, you know, it's my biggest preaching moment was, you know, one in ten teams in college football have the ability to handle success. And, you know, can you be one of those teams? And, you know, that'll continue to be our challenge is, you know, that takes coming to work every day, getting better, having the ability to do that. And some teams can do it. Very few teams can really do it. And and a lot of teams can't. So, you know, that was our challenge. And it'll continue to be our challenge one day at a time and, and just see if we can continue to get better. You know, we know collectively when we play really well as a team, we can be really good. But when we're individualistic, it's really hard for us to have success here. Gio and Jones with Matt Campbell, Iowa State head football coach across the country on CBS Sports Radio. When you're down in that Oklahoma game and you're facing a team that was playing as well as they were at that time, I'm sure that I mean you continue to coach as if the, the game is, is closer than it is and you're trying to make sure that your kids are still in it, but how much true belief do you have that you can come back in that in that game and 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 go back and win it because I think that it's there's a big difference between really believing you could take out a team like that and then saying that you can to make sure that you guys stay focused. 
Well, you know, I think the big big part of that game for us was just to have the ability to play possession to possession, and we kind of talked about that going in. And, you know, obviously they went down, they're really good on offense, and we were starting a new quarterback, and, you know, the first two possessions for us weren't great. Um, their first two possessions, they go down and score, but then we get the ball back, we are, we're able to go put some points on the board, and I think you could start to feel – you know, okay, you know, we're fine. We can we can kind of continue on. And, you know, I think a big point in that football game, too, is we were able to score right before halftime. You know, we got a three and out, got the ball back. We were able to put a field goal on the board. And I think it created some momentum and, and just continued to instill that belief going into halftime. And I think that's really what sparked us to play a really good second half. But, you know, you look back on that game, our best players made plays when they had to throughout the game on both sides of the ball. And if if you're going to beat teams like that, you're going to have to have that happen, and then you're going to have to do a really good job of playing mistake-free football. And we were able to do that that day. Texas Tech, you boat raced them last year, sixty-six to ten. Now you go to my hometown of Lubbock. Let me know if you need some good food. I got you covered. <laughs> uh, and, and they're playing some stellar defense. I know they gave up one last week. They uh, they allowed an eighteen-point lead to go to the wayside in that loss at West Virginia. But defensively, only holding uh, are holding West Virginia to 44 yards rushing. What have you seen from this Texas Tech team, spe- specifically on the defensive side, that you haven't seen previously? Well, I, I think, you know, a little bit about what I said about ourselves in terms of they're playing with a lot of confidence and they're playing with great attitude and effort on defense. And, you know, I, I think one of the things that I, I give – you know, Coach Kingsbury a lot of credit for is they're 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 complimenting themselves too at times on their offense. They're running the ball. You know, they're doing a really good job of of helping their defense out at times as well. But I'm really impressed with what I've seen defensively. You know, they've they've done a nice job adding some really good pieces. You know, in the off season in terms of the recruiting process. But their kids are playing really hard and they're they're running the ball. They're creating turnovers. You know, certainly a lot of negative yardage plays and. It certainly jumps off the field or through the first half of the season for them. Are you the best young coach in the conference? You already took out one in Lincoln Riley. You got another one here <laughs> in Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> this is important to you, man. I mean, you are under 40. You have to take this title of the best coach under 40 in the Big 12. Are you the best? Yeah, well, you know, that's a great question. I, I Here's here's what I love about this youth question is the biggest part about it is I'm not the youngest coach anymore. You know, that, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Was, the, that was the uh, that was the challenge forever. So it's good not to be that guy. But, you know, I, I think that's what's exciting about this conference, though. There's so many talented young coaches in this conference, and, and you're seeing it right now with what's going on and really what's going on in college football. So it's great to have an opportunity. And, um, you know, I guess we'll see as the season goes on what happens. Coach uh, Gio mentioned him when we started the conversation with you, defense and how maligned the Big 12 is when it comes to defense. You have these spread offenses that are going to move the ball. But I look around the country and how everyone's posting big numbers, whether it's the SEC, only about two or three defenses in that 14-team league uh, have stellar defenses. Uh, what's your feeling when you hear that, when when people uh, would deride the uh, the Big 12 as far as their lack of defense? Well, I, I think, you know, the the niche of the Big 12 over the last couple of years has been, 
you know, the opposite. It's been explosive offenses. And you look at what Baylor has done and certainly Texas Tech has done and, you know, Oklahoma and, you know, you really go down the line. And, and I, I think what you just said is really, really important. Now you go across the country and everybody's doing it. But I still think when it comes down to the the end of the line, who wins championships, whether it's conference championships or national championships, it's the teams that have the ability to play defense. And defense still matters. It doesn't matter what sport it is. And, you know, that's, that's – I think everybody's looking for that across the country is how do you – as this game has shifted over the last 10 years to 12 years and there's tempo and there's people spreading out, how do you, how do you find ways to play good defense? What, what is good defense? And, you know, people are playing it out there. And I think you really got to hone in on it. But I think it's really hard to have true success without having the ability to play great defense. So, you know, I, I don't think it's a Big 12 problem. I think it's, you know, I think it's a national, you know, a national situation where the best teams in the country are playing really good defense. And, the, and, and to that point, they're playing complementary offense to help their defense play really good in critical situations. You coach Chiefs star running back, rookie running back, Kareem, Kareem Hunt at Toledo. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're one of the few people that is not all that surprised that he is being a monster right now in his rookie season. Uh, what about him when you coached him led you to believe that, that he'd have this type of NFL success? Yeah, you know, Kareem's one of those guys that he's got the one tool that I think elite players at any level have, and that's elite competitiveness. And you know, it didn't matter what you what you guys are seeing at Kareem on Sunday is what we would see in practice from his freshman year at Toledo. Um, to be honest with you, through I'm sure what his senior year looked like at Toledo, and he was a guy that absolutely loves football, and nobody wanted to compete more than Kareem Hunt. And you know, one of my favorite stories about Kareem is the first three or four games of the season his freshman year he's playing in some of our scout team scrimmages on on tuesday tuesday after practice and it was finally the third or fourth one it's like holy cow how can we not be playing this guy on the varsity level and you know we actually have a kid named david fluellen who's now playing with the um with the Tennessee Titans that was our starting running back he got he gets dinged up first Navy and Kareem his first game starting rushes for for almost 200 yards for a really good Navy football team and it was like man you know here's a guy that just has has he comes to work every day and when it's when it's on the line and competition is on the line that guy's going to win and be successful so you're right none of us are really surprised he's he's certainly got elite talent but it's that competition that drive to be the best that that really makes him special coach Kyle Kemp has started the last couple ball games is he going to be the starter from here on out Jacob Park has not even been mentioned here lately you know, Jacob's situation is, is kind of what it is right now. He's kind of taking, taking some time away to just get healthy um, in, in some personal areas. And, you know, I, I think we will get Jacob back at some point and, and, you know, we'll make a real good decision about where we are as a football team by that standpoint. But, you know, from a Kyle standpoint, he's really come in and done a great job for us and steadied the ship. He, you know, he plays with a lot of poise. We, we do have playmakers. We've got guys that can make plays on the outside as well as, you know, a really good running game inside. And so Kyle kind of has come in and just he's done his job. And you talk about being ready for the situation and playing with poise and competitiveness. 
Kyle's done a really good job so far. So, you know, I think we'll just we'll kind of handle that week to week as we go, but feel like we're in a really good situation and lucky to have so many guys that are talented to be able to play that spot for us. Well, thanks for joining us, and also thanks for allowing my Longhorns to score this year. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Tough one for us, but yeah. uh, you know, we, we maybe we'll see those guys again somewhere down the line. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, looking forward to it. Go get your administrative assistant some flowers. <laughs> Will you? Well, I, I'm on it. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> All right, see you. Thanks, Coach. Matt, Matt Campbell, Iowa State head football coach. Not bad. Good sport. Yeah, it's secretary. Yeah, I know. Mike, what is that? Yeah, I mean, sec- we don't secretaries anymore. Why don't you say broad? Seriously. Hey, broad. I mean, your misogyny. What'd you say? Cooking and washing one. Your misogyny is appalling. Yeah. I really need to be a better man. <laughs> you do, man. You need to watch the show here. WCBS, October 29th. Uh, Are you coming to the watch party? He might. Yeah. yeah. He's in Jersey. Yeah, He's coming. No. Free food? <laughs> free drink? Open no, bar? No? It's Sunday. Okay. It's football. There are a lot. It's at a sports bar. Knucklehead. Giants are on a bye. Yeah, but it, fan, my fantasy. Uh. You got tons of TV screens. Yeah, that's that, why we're holding it at a sports bar, right? Urban Cole House. You really should go and think. You just Free missed food, the drink. whole NFL Sunday this past Sunday. Yeah, Don't give I me actually that. Did not miss it. Well, you were on a plane. I know, but we had uh, Direct TV on there. Okay, so everything. is it uh, is it easier to watch? At a bar with free food and drink mm-hmm. with big screen TVs or, or on a plane. It was actually pretty easy on the plane because there was nobody to distract me. I had uh, wireless. It was fantastic. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> it's Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Brian's got a big interview after the show. He's got to go up to Fresh FM. Is that big? Uh, no. <laughs> but it sounded better. Than... What is Fresh FM? What a one hundred two what in the city? One hundred two seven New York City. Okay. But they're li- Fresh FM is basically the stuff you would hear while sitting in a doctor's office. Right? Oh, really? Isn't that sort of what the 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 music is there? Like, no, it's, it's not Light FM anymore. I think it's uh, poppy music. So some Demi Lovato. So it's a little bit younger than that. Because yeah. I thought 92.3 was the poppy music that we had here in our cluster. No, That's the poppy one. When I, if you ever go upstairs to the 11th floor here, the you can actually hear 102.7, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's they have like a zoo morning show. What's the other one? Uh, really? They got a zoo morning show? Like a guy and a girl doing, you know, f- prank phone calls. You sure and... that isn't Shaboy? Huh? Shaboy. On 92.3. It is not Shaboy. It's like Alex and Greg or something like that. That doesn't sound like a Zoom morning show. What is, uh, isn't there an amp or something? There's That's 92, whatever. 92.3, yeah. Oh. Uh, Mikey B's got their playlist on Fresh so we can see what type of Brian see needs to go. See what they jam it with. Because Brian's got many personalities, so <laughs> we need to make sure we get the <laughs> right one the right for vibe. this interview because this yes. could go horribly wrong if That's we don't. Real quick. Uh, so what do, what do we have? What about us, Pink? Yeah. I like Pink. That's from what about us? It's stuck in my head, and I don't really particularly like this song. I like Pink. It's a cool song. All right, so that's Doctor's Office. Let Me Love You, DJ Snake. I like that one. Okay, that's more younger. Closer, The Chainsmokers. Okay. Shape of You, Ed Sheeran. Oh, yeah. It's definitely poppy. Yeah, it's definitely poppy. Hey, y'all. All right, Outcast. Oh, they play some Hey, y'all? 
Oh, oh cool. Wow. Look at that. I'm digging that. Not the only black person on the air. Right. The air for the there you go. Foreseeable hey, future. What about You just said you like No, I was wrong. I was thinking of another song. Let them know, I believe. You'll like this in a month. Yeah. Okay, give me a month. No, Not right that now. That song, cool, man. Why don't rejoin out of that, Hey, man. y'all, man. Outcast. <laughs> what else? Give me give me a couple more. See see what uh, what I'm digging. Issues, Julia Michaels. No. Feel It Still, Portugal yes! the Man. There you go. They won me over. We're going to okay. have a blast. All right, good. We're going to have a blast. Call them now and say, hey, you got to play Feel It Still. No, no offense to you, but how did they find you for this? I have no idea. Like they don't. I know the one guy. Mike B said I, the one guy talked to in the elevator. He's talked to you in the elevator, and yeah. the engineer oh. was the middleman to set it up. Oh, I was gonna say because oh like, Martin, you, that's right. Yeah, nobody knows CBS Sports Radio in this building. They nobody knows us. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They don't really know. They us. do. They just don't know our names. Borgish. He said we like the guy that had the energy in the elevator to talk sports. Probably the guy, you know, one of the good ones. Yeah, he's one of the non-threatening ones. Yeah. Can you find me that non-threatening black man who I talked to in the elevator? It was very nice. It was very kind, and it was dark, too. one of those entertaining ones. Yeah. Ones that make me laugh. Like uh, like Red Fox. Can you find him? Put him on the air for a little bit. Just give him a shot. May be onto something here. <laughs> to let Sergio Dip know you got this opportunity, oh, he'll love you, it. You got, you got. I'm a tweet him. I'm a tweet. I'm a DM him. Check this out, dude. Oh, <gasps> blackness on fresh. <laughs> yeah. I thought they were. I thought it skewed older. Bogus was right about that. I thought it was more He's like. He's always that. right, isn't he? I mean, not always. He's close. Yeah. He's the rightest mm. one out of the group. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, the rightest one. You know. Which is boring. Yeah. yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, this the only reason why I know this is because there are times where the bathroom down here is not usable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to go upstairs, oh, and that's that. where I'm privy to 102.7. See, I thought that that was 92.3 up there. So I, I've been up there. It's so nice. That bathroom's I mean, the greatest thing to ever. lobbies and everything. Let's not give this away. That's how great that bathroom is. Oh, I is. agree. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, that's I've, a, well, I've done my duty up there as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, Brian. The Dodgers haven't won the National <laughs> League since 1988, but now they are one win away. Andre Ethier is still alive. He homered last night. Chris Taylor also went deep, had an RBI triple, and you Darvish struck out seven Cubs over six and a third at Wrigley. This is why L.A. got him from Texas, says manager Dave Roberts. When you're talking about trying to win 11 games in October, uh, you need that front-end pitching. And that started against Arizona, and tonight... This is uh, why you trade for guys like that. Darvish allowed only one run over five against the Diamondbacks back in the last round. Alex Wood starts game four tonight. Uh, Jake Arrieta for the Cubs. First pitch again at eight central. And again, the ALCS goes first. This is a great series. Except A.J. Hinch, your Astros keep letting America down. Robertson's 1-1. Breaking ball ripped and just fair down the left field line and headed for the corner. Springer scores. Reddick scores. Altuve around third and coming home. Here's the relay to the plate. It's cut off. Altuve scores. Robert Ford on Astros Radio. Yuli Guriel helping Houston build what you thought was an insurmountable 4-0 lead in game four in the Bronx, but then Houston allowed two in the seventh and four in the eighth to lose 6-4, leveling the series at two. Aaron Judge homered and clubbed the tying RBI double. Gary Sanchez broke that tie with a two-run double 
11th time this season the Yankees have won after trailing by three or more runs. Game 5 starts at 5.08 with Masahiro Tanaka and Dallas Keuchel on the mound. Gordon Hayward now in a Boston hospital headed for surgery after breaking his left tibia and dislocating his ankle last night in Cleveland. Hayward midway through the first quarter of his Boston debut when he got hurt. His leg got caught underneath him after bumping with LeBron while going for a lob. As for the game... Eight seconds left. Long outlet pass to Brown. Celtics down three. Brown wants the three for the tie. Missed it. Rebound. Batted out. Irving's got it. Fakes a three, fires a three at the buzzer, he missed it, and this game is over. 102-99 in the Cavs' favor. John Michael on Cavs Radio. The Rockets then got a 122-121 win at the Warriors when review took away Kevin Durant's hoop at the horn. I thought I had a chance, but I knew it was a little late. Um, I knew it was cutting it close. Chris Paul's had the final four-plus minutes of his Rockets debut with nagging left knee soreness. A practice fight has left Bulls forward Nikola Mirotic with facial fraction and concussion. Forward Bobby Portis facing punishment for his punch. And the Vegas Golden Knights got by the Sabres last night, 5-4 in overtime, improving to 5-1. and one. That's the best ever start for an expansion team and the best start to any inaugural season since the 1917 Montreal Canadiens. Boys. Mikey B got some good reviews on Twitter for his NBA guest appearance. He was good. I know Bogus is very busy today, so I don't know if he knew the whole thing. Oh, I deal. heard it. Oh, you heard it? I did. And what was your review? Uh, B. A B. Oh, a B's not okay. bad from That's Bogus. That's good. We'll take a B. Yeah. It's passing. Some guy said In that. In a good way. Some guy thought that you were reading pre written answers. Ah. Uh, no. He said, who wrote the bit? I mean, that would be a pretty bad bit if we wrote it. Michael Buschaglia. He wrote real NBA answers to us. It sounds genuine to me. Yeah. That's what I said. Roll right off your tongue. You did a good job, man. Thanks, Brian. New Scoose. You're welcome, Mike. New Scoose on Twitter said, very good. Yeah. And someone else said, congratulations to Mike Biseglagahalajawaya for surpassing <laughs> Matt Harvey as the worst interview in mm. sports history. Michael Buschaglia. Hashtag don't quit. So there was one detractor, but many mm. positives. I think I've booked so many bad NBA guests that maybe that's why everybody thought I sounded okay. <laughs> what are you doing here in this building? Do you think he's got a future being an NBA analyst, Bogus? Andrew? Um, be honest. Don't hate on you. be dude. honest. I don't care. Well, I mean, he's got to get himself plugged in mm-hmm. and got to get some inside information. Like, I needed an answer when you said, you asked him, Brian, what can the Celtics now do post-Hayward and didn't even have a name to give me. You got to get, you know, Kim, sometimes that's, that's available. You can go out and get, put on this roster. Just got to get a little, you know, a little more inside well, his phone. Oh, I would agree. I have to get more plugged in. Well, this yeah, is his not, issue. This, the, the issue would be, if he's really trying to do this, the issue would be he's not a former player and he's never covered a team and right. has no contacts. And he's not good on the phone. And he's not good in person. Wow. <laughs> Andrew's really been going after. Like, what do you mean by not good on the he, phone? He on... just played him going. And what are you doing here today? I mean, that's, a, that's all I'm <laughs> referencing. I know it's a goof. So am I. <laughs> no, I I would agree. I have no um, connections. This is basically me just watching TV. Yeah, I mean that's all it is. But he was he and was reading good, a lot. He was good on the air in delivering the information, but. To be able to be taken seriously, if someone's looking at a resume, they would say, all right, you've been a sports talk producer, and if you were a Nets beat reporter or something like that. I can't believe that Pete was positive about this. Pete was very positive I, about I, you. I was here. shocked. 
I was really I surprised. Did, I thought he did very good. See, look at very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Professor, <laughs> shut up. Right? <laughs> yeah, was, he is right though. Very well. Very well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. I'm three hours of sleep. Oh, that's why you're listening. Oh, oh, there's everybody. Oh. Cut Pete right a break. Here. Cut him a break. Oh. Oh. Doing a great shut job. Shut up because he said you did good. Yeah. You know, best board up in the building. Oh my god! Because everybody's sleeping around here. Yeah. Come on, Pete. You're talking to the wrong crowd there. Mm-hmm. Oh, we Two hit a bar. We hit a, look at a face. Yeah, we got an angry is, Pete face. Yeah. Yeah. He was angry earlier this morning. I yeah. asked him, so you angry this morning, Pete? He didn't say anything, so he was angry. Oh, yeah. Wow. Why'd you only get two hours of sleep? Looking for parking. <laughs> what? <laughs> you are the best. What? You're the best. What time did you start looking? looking? <laughs> I mean, I drive every single day. Oh, I show driving up at- home yesterday. From from class. At what time night. of class? I'll fill in, in the blanks here. What okay. time of class in? Nine thirty. Okay, and that's what you, you look for parking for seven hours. Oh, got back, got back. Uh, it took me forty five minutes to get back. Mm-hmm. Got home. Took me half hour to park. Okay, all right. So that's about ten forty five, eleven. Sleep. So didn't sleep well. Okay. Mm. Bridges right. fault. No. <laughs> oh, okay. I uh, fault. I couldn't sleep. All right. There you go. All right. It's only two hours of sleep for Pete. Yeah. Kid gloves. Feel your pain, dog. I know. Fight through it. Yeah. <laughs> take, a, take a nap in this this next segment. It'll make yeah. it extra boring for you. It's not off a little bit. Yeah. Get, you, you. get yourself ready for, for DA so you can be yeah. fully energized. Play some more. Hey, yeah. Uh, <laughs> how about that? Uh, all right. And no, whoever put this on the rundown will not say anything inappropriate on press. I never say anything inappropriate. We'll see. The odds are still out there. What? Vegas are still, still are taking odds? bets. Odds are four to one. Did you say something inappropriate? What would be inappropriate? Well, we will find out. It's a great thing about you. Unpredictable. Call somebody a secretary, maybe. (laughs) Can do that. Can you believe that, Bogus? He said secretary. He goes, uh, Matt Campbell's secretary. I'm talking to Matt Campbell's secretary. Right. I'm (sighs) talking to this broad who picked Mm. up the phone. (laughs) Hey, coach, who's this broad? Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, Missy. Can you put the coach on the phone? It's beneath me. That's what he said. Next time I call True. you, pick up the phone. <laughs> All right, we will. Uh... Such an angry group here, man. Everybody. Just off at you and your body. And keep that off the videos. <laughs> Who's that? That person sounds angry. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, you, y'all just, you, Brian. Y'all just keep finding. <laughs> no, we're not. You know, I got to deal with America, you nasty. Oh, God. Get so, your time to break. Is it ever your fault? <laughs> that's why he stopped going to therapy because that's what the therapist asked you. He yeah. said, How's your anger yeah. toolbox? He said, uh, bye. <laughs> I, I really got a lot of help there. Seriously. That's not something to laugh at. Made me a better person. <laughs> Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones. On CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Calistylistic, Calistylistic on Twitter. You can find him at Calistylistic. And he said, will Navarro Bowman make a positive difference with the Raiders defense? A real live sports question on Ask the Pros from a real person. Uh, sign up to be an O-Rewards member today and start earning instantly. O-Rewards members earn $5 back for every 150 points you earn. It's fast, easy, and free. 
And only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. See store for details. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Uh, it's curious to me that the 49ers would move on from this guy, even in their transition period, because you would imagine he would be a positive influence on any defense. They end up releasing him because they did him a favor because he wanted to go to Oakland. He wanted to stay in the same area. Right. He didn't want to travel for Yeah, because there were other suitors for him. Well, they had agreed to a trade with the Saints for mm-hmm. a seventh-round pick, and then they decided differently they want to help him out, which, I mean, it's a nice thing to do, yep. but, I mean, uh, you know, you got to be thinking about your organization. I mean, a pick's a pick. Right. Um, but, I mean, I would say I haven't seen – like enough of him this year and ISOing him and saying, is he done or is he not done? Uh, but you would imagine a guy like that on a defense that needs some help at the linebacker position, who's been in the league for a while, getting a fresh start, it should be a no-brainer that he'll have a positive impact. I, I would hope so. And he was one of my favorite players way back when, coming out of Penn State, and one of my favorite players in the league. And then he had that horrific knee injury, of course, in the uh, playoff game versus the Seahawks. And uh, has he come back and become the same player? No, but I think he does bring some leadership and some toughness to that defense. Not to say it didn't already exist there for the Raiders, but adding him into the mix can't hurt. No, no, not at all. And the Raiders are a team that, wow, at this point, yeah, they got one of the favorites. They're like the Giants, one of the favorites heading into the season. The Raiders the same. And, of course, uh, Carr goes down with the back injury. He was back last week but didn't look the, the part. And, and the Chargers get their second win of the season. Uh, so I, they can't run the ball. All this fanfare about Marshawn Lynch coming back, and we've only had that one uh, dance sighting on the sideline there. Other than that, it's been just uh, melancholy as far as the Raiders and their fans. Yeah, and I I really like that team. They could still turn around. The Derek Carr injury is, is you know, he missed some time. He's now back. Didn't look tremendous in his first start. But I just, there's still some hope there for sure. But uh, they better get it turned around quick. Someone stole the bat off of the Ken Griffey Jr. statue outside of Safeco Field in Seattle. Huh? So there's a giant statue. Yeah. It's a real, actually a really nice statue of Ken Griffey Jr. in a post-home run pose. Very classic look for Ken Griffey Jr. And he's holding the handle of the bat, but the bat is gone because someone went and stole the damn thing. Now, I don't know what they cut through it or whatever. But I mean, this is, I mean, it's vandalism, clearly. But I, I mean, I just don't. I, I mean, they, they. The kid, Griffey Jr., why would you do that? So they got it. I, so Seattle Police Department, just looking at this now, last night tweeted out that the uh, suspect was arrested and the, the bat was recovered. So they're going to update the information today. But like, wow. What, like, what? It's got to be a kid, right? It's got to be like. I was a, just thinking that it had to be a, 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 a dare, go yeah. steal the bat. From the sweet swinging Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, just I mean, it's so stupid. Yeah, it's dumb. I mean, unless I mean, if I, first I thought this was like, is this like some sort of collector that thinks like he's going to hold on to this? <laughs> this is cool for him. Like, right. what a loser! You go pawn it. <laughs> yeah, and then I thought to myself, no, it's just got to be a kid right. doing something stupid. I mean, you do a yeah. lot of dumb stuff when you're a kid. Right? Yes, Don't you I do did a, a few of, dumb things. You do young, dumb, dumb and broke. Right. Like the song says. Yeah. So it's it's probably. Did you do dumb stuff when you were a kid? Yeah, not as probably as dumb as you did. Why would you say that? Uh, because I was, I would say that because of your experiences having sat next to you for three years and hearing some of the things you got yourself involved with, I didn't come close to some of those things. What? I never got hit in the, chair, in the back with a chair in a bar fight. <laughs> that wasn't a kid. That was in college. Still, you're kind that of That wasn't a kid. my fault. I didn't. 
It's like I hit myself. I really didn't do a lot of... I mean, I didn't... I just went to a party and was dancing with the wrong girl. Apparently. Here's the dumbest thing we did, and I don't understand. Okay. So, me and my friend, we would ride our bikes around a neighborhood when we were younger. Okay. For some reason, I might have told the story before, but for some reason, you know, they used to... Uh, they'd spray for mosquitoes around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It was a very mosquito-ridden area right. where we were, because by the water and everything right. in marsh. And we used to ride behind the mosquito truck... While it was spraying pesticide out of the back of it. Now, I can't tell you what in the hell we were thinking, but that's what we did. We thought this was funny. I think that explains it. The asthma? Well, not the brain. <laughs> that Brain's totally fine. <laughs> brain's totally intact. <laughs> David Brain's yeah, intact. I don't understand. What did you get from it? Did you get a I, high? Or no. What, no. Just... Seemed I mean, like the right thing to do. We put our shirts over our noses, but I don't think that probably helped very hmm. much. And we just followed the mosquito truck around. And then when he went down a dead end, we'd get logs and sticks and a bunch of debris and like load it up in the front of the the road. So when he came out, he'd have to like remove the. And we'd <laughs> sit there and laugh like we had the huh. we had a blast with the mosquito truck. Oh, look, mosquito truck can't move. We put logs in. So that was probably the dumbest. Yeah. I can't I, I mean it makes no sense. That's probably the dumbest thing. See what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's my childhood. We used to throw pine cones at the UPS truck too. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's hiding in bush, UPS truck would come. Whap. You guy got mad. Mm. <laughs> that was my childhood. Didn't do a lot of dumb stuff. Oh, okay. What else? You got probably Oh, man, life. I never did anything. Dumb. I mean, yeah, okay. come on. Really? Right. Like what? There's <laughs> probably a lot of Nothing this. to do with a lot of it. Okay, mm. we vandalized a vehicle that we thought was a vehicle that was already vandalized, but <laughs> apparently someone still owned it. <laughs> Wait, the, the already the pre-vandalized vehicle? <laughs> yeah, so we just added to the, the uh, artwork that had already taken place and uh, didn't go over so well. <laughs> okay. Here come the popo. Yeah, I wasn't involved with anything with the police. You no. throwing pine cones at the UPS guy. Yeah, but I mean the cops. That's assault. Came. It's not assault. It was the truck. It wasn't the guy. That's that's vandalism. Yeah, we like peel out on people's lawns sometimes. That was a little older mm. though. We'd knock on doors and run. Oh, would you? Yeah, that's not that bad, is it? I didn't think it was. <laughs> it's really not. No. It's See, not that bad. okay. I figured it'd be worse for you. No, I would. No, it got worse later. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we don't even know. We need to go into those years. No, 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 no. We don't need to yeah, go into those years. Yes, yeah, the uh, formative years. <laughs> we didn't get a chance to get into this Martavis Bryant stuff this week. Yeah. Uh, but it's just kind of insane. So he, we, you know his story by now probably mm-hmm. where he was suspended first for four games for a violation of the drug policy, then suspended for a whole year in 2016 for violating the substance abuse policy, comes back. And Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, after the Steelers beat the Chiefs, tweets out that he asked for a trade. And then Martavis Bryant came out and tweeted that he wants to remain a Steeler and refuted the report on Twitter. And then Ed Bouchette of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette has been covering that team for a long time. He's one of those Hall of Fame writers. He said that, in some way, shape, or form, Martavis Bryant or one of his representatives indeed did request a trade, and that is true. They confirmed it. And then I saw a report that said there's even text messages and emails to confirm that. 
And then I saw that the Steelers players had a good laugh over this because Martavis Bryant would never do something like that, and they were laughing at the report. Uh, I tend to believe that he requested a trade. So that's where I'm going to go with. He requ- he might have changed his mind. Yeah. And now he thinks it's silly that he was mad because he wasn't getting as involved in the offense. But I tend to believe that he did indeed request Mark a trade. Davis, just be happy you're back. You're back, and sometimes it takes a little while for you to get reacclimated to the offense. They know you're a big target out there, and, and you will get your targets. But chill out, man. You, you, you're back in the game. You're back doing something you love to do. And just be patient. And I know that's hard to do when you're young and you're as talented as he is, but you have to try to see the big picture. And so hopefully uh, some of the folks that are close to him, and we say this all the time, and and it's a shame that we have to say it all the time, but uh, hopefully some of the people who are close to him, the people he he confides in, will get in his ear, man. Hey, you know where you were last year? Do you remember where you were? Where are you now? You're in the damn locker room. You're making money again. You're playing the game. It will come. It's a long season. We're quartered away into this thing. Just relax. Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'd be more inclined to you know continue to give him a shot and try to straighten him out here. I mean, I guess conventional wisdom would say otherwise, and fine. You want to get traded? We'll trade you right at the deadline. I don't care. I mean, you're a mess for us. You put us in a tough spot. We got Juju Smith-Schuster now, who yeah. is, a, is a good player for us. Yes, you're a big, deep threat, and you're tall. We don't have someone like that. But we could do without you because we were pretty damn good last year. Uh, get out of here. Um, but he's just hes really freaking talented. Oh, he's and a he, freak. And they don't have a wide receiver like him. Yeah. Antonio Brown's the best one in the league, but they don't have a guy like him you know, that is really tall and can go up and get the ball like that. I would that. say he's, he's better than Plexico is. <sighs> I mean, Plexico had a lot more productive years. Right, so. I understand that. But, but talent-wise. But, but, uh, the potential there. I, maybe I should phrase it that way. The potential there, may, the ceiling may be higher than than plex, uh, plex whatever his name, plexiglass was. <laughs> Placo, Plaxico Burris. <laughs> what I call him, Plexico? Yeah, ple- Plexico, <laughs> Plaxico. That's one of those names that when <laughs> no you no one s- else will name their kid that. That's one of those names that where you won't see again. <laughs> when you say it a lot, it becomes commonplace. Like now, like Juju Smith Schuster, but yeah. then you don't say it for a long time, and yeah. you say you're like, well, this guy's name was Plaxico Burris. Burris. Yeah. Now he was a hell of a receiver. I'm not denying that, but this this Martavis Bryant, this cat. Whew. Yeah, one of my friends, Andrew Filipponi, looks just like Plaxico Burris, but he's white and Plaxico's black. It's the most bizarre thing you've ever seen. It's really strange. You see, they used to be next to each other to steal locker room, like doing mm-hmm. interviews, and I blow my mind. It's like they somehow got separated. Something Brothers happened. from another mother. Yeah, that something happened there. I don't know what it was. But if you look mm, it up, you'll see. Okay. You, you will. You will see the Steelers drama. Think about this: they go from the Villanueva anthem thing, and then they go to Antonio Brown throwing yeah. the cooler. Then they go to Ben Roethlisberger saying he doesn't have it anymore. Then they win at the Chiefs, and then they get a report about Mark Davis Bryant wanting a trade. I think they like drama, and, and some teams they're just uh, good at dealing with it. And it provides a source of energy, as sick as that seems. But you just you're so used to dealing with it, it just rolls off your back. When's this interview that Brian has? When right is, now, right now, things to do. All right. So are we rolling? It will on not this? be inappropriate. I'm going to talk to their producers and make sure we do. Okay, and oh. make sure we do. Make sure you know this could has good potential here. This interview. <laughs> Why do you think that? I do oh. interviews all the time. Nothing yeah, there. It's something different. It's not a sports show though. Oh, you know they uh-huh. go down different roads. Oh, that's and, cool. You know, oh, I can let my hair down in this one. Huh? Yes, 
Mm. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go, Mikey B. Let's get this done. It's going to be fun. Me and Fresh. Can you get Fresh on Fresh? Oh, boy. Thanks to Matt Campbell, Mikey B, No Sleep Pete, Bogish, and Billy Jockey Lone. We will talk to you tomorrow. Check out geoandjones.com slash audio. CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.